I invite you to make the choice to be free. Welcome back to Breakthrough, Waking Up to the Real You. I am your host, Alejandra Vivanco. Thank you for joining me today. Remember to subscribe and share this podcast. Here we go with a new book, Hashtag Book Club. And let's remind ourselves that to live in the moment is to be free. I really enjoyed Eckhart Tolle's A New Earth. I think that it's a very powerful book. It stands the test of time, and I think that it's an investment if you choose to get it. It can help you in different stages of your life. As I've said before, I read that book for the third time to write the 10 episodes for the last season, and I took away a lot more information, and I noticed and discovered new things. Just FYI, none of the books I'm sharing with you are sponsoring me. I am truly trying to spread the message and hopefully that can motivate you to read more. On this season, we have The Choice by Dr. Edith Eager. I won't say much about the author, so let's just get into it. So I opened this episode with the quote that you have the choice to be free When I first read this book, I remember learning that we all have a choice in our lives and that we make choices every single day. And that may sound redundant or it may sound like, yeah, we all make choices, but truly to understand that we do have a choice to make regarding our lives. And um, we believe that we are just being tossed around by life and we tell ourselves stories about ourselves that are not necessarily true. They are just our perception, our experience. Remember that Eckhart Tolle said in his book that we don't hold the absolute truth. Just like the sunrise and sunset, we only perceive one side of the whole. So when I first read this book and I found it through the... I found it through the the Oprah um, Super Soul. Uh, she was doing some interviews, and I got a, a video of her um, interviewing Dr. Edith, and I found it very powerful and interesting. And um, after listening to the quotes. Oprah was sharing about the book and all that. I decided to get it. I didn't know what I was going to get, but I knew that I was going to get something out of it. I do believe that if I come across some information that kind of catches my attention, I tend to just make a note to myself and eventually I'll get to it. So she taught me a lot. You know, I think that Ian Lavanzan's book, Yesterday I Cried, and her book specifically, because they are um, they are based on their lives, and both women have gone through very, very tough experiences, and the way they convey the message is it, it gets to me. So remember, I've told you before, it's not about the message. It's, it is it is about the messenger. So of course, you have to pay attention only to the message, but you have to hear it from the right person that resonates with you, somebody you can relate to, and also at a time when you are open to receiving the message. It's not just about the message per se, but it's important to at least listen to the message first. Um, So she was talking about we all have a choice to make and it's up to us. And, 
you know, in life, we don't really think about it. We just go through the motions and we do believe that we don't have a choice. Whether we tell it to ourselves or not, we do believe that we're trapped or we believe that this is all there is or this is just how things are. Or if I make a choice, then I will get out of my comfort zone, even though that comfort zone comes with a lot of pain and suffering. So her book, The Choice, it, she, it, it is very, very powerful, to say the least, because she's an Auschwitz survivor and she was able to put in her mind that if she survived today, tomorrow, she was going to be free. And that carried her through the whole, I think it was a little bit more uh, of a year that she was in the camps and, um, and and she was able to survive. And the last day that she was very weak, like physically, she just, she knew that she was not going to be able to get through another day. She knew that that it, it was going to be the end and she couldn't even think about her sister because her sister and her were together in the camps and um, she was always trying to not only survive for herself but also for her sister and she always wanted to be with her sister because she knew that at least if she had her she could kind of lean lean on her a little bit and hope was like both of us we're in this together and we're we're going to get out of this together so um the last day um and she obviously didn't know about you know if the war was still going or if there ever was a war she only knew her experience um she she was rescued and uh and that was the beginning of the end and also the end of a new beginning so the end of an old beginning is that right anyway so let's keep going. We have made ourselves believe unconsciously that we don't have the power in our lives. We have given our power away by letting the outside world, this ever-changing world, to dictate how we feel, and it ultimately has impact on how we think and feel about ourselves. So whatever is happening right now in your mind, one single thought that may be based on an idea that may not be real, but a product of your own imagination can ruin your day, and that's a fact. It has the possibility of ruining your life, as a matter of fact. And again, we don't do this because we want to be miserable. We do this because we don't know better. And we have learned that this is how it is. And it comes from the environment that surrounded us growing up. Behavior you have seen before, you shall repeat. Dr. Eager says, I learned that I can choose how to respond to the past I can be miserable or I can be hopeful. I can be depressed or I can be happy. We always have that choice, that opportunity for control. And this is completely true. But we have attached ourselves to the idea that if something doesn't go our way, we pout, we let anger come to the forefront, we let the situation, small or big, affect us in such a way that we give our life away. So one second can change everything. And this doesn't mean that whatever happens in your life should be dismissed at all. If something really makes you angry, the key is to ask, why am I angry? 
or in retrospect, why was I angry? And then add, I, I am or was angry because, and why did that make me feel angry because, and little by little, we unravel that reaction. We become curious with ourselves instead of operating with our attention put on the surface level only. What matters is what's underneath it all. So Dr. Eager continues, conventional wisdom says that if something bothers you or causes you anxiety, then just don't look at it. Don't go there. So we run from past traumas and hardships or from current discomfort or conflict. So we've talked about this before. If you are new here, I invite you to go back and listen to different episodes of the podcast. And, you know, I hope that it guides you to learn more about yourself. We create discomfort in our lives by running away from it. So that's just the re- that's what it is. We negotiate with ourselves and say, okay, I won't deal with this that is bothering me, so I will just live bothered by it, but I won't acknowledge it from now on. Therefore, we keep that in our energy. We operate from that because then the question becomes, what else are you hiding from yourself to yourself? Remember, once we acknowledge it, we have to deal with it. Sadly, we don't want to deal with it because it would be It will be like opening Pandora's box. It's overwhelming to even fathom the idea of dealing with pain. We don't want to hurt, right? No one does. Honestly, we want to be happy. We want to be stable and peaceful. But all of that is buried by trauma and pain and unresolved issues that we hold on to because we are unwilling to let go. We have become so identified with our pain that if we let go of what was, then who are we? Dr. Edith says, when we force our truths and stories into hiding, secrets become their own trauma, their prison. Whatever we deny ourselves the opportunity to accept becomes as inescapable as brick walls and steel bars. So... And I've talked about this before, which is uh, the, the the culture of my family uh, is silence. You always have to have secrets and you cannot say anything. Um, there's a lot of shame behind things. There's a lot of judgment and pain. And I remember when my uh, my aunt, she was the youngest of uh, my, 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 my dad's side, um, she passed away because uh, she had cancer and uh, she left behind a child. We don't know what conversation was was going on between my grandma and her. And we do believe that whatever my aunt told her, my grandma took it so to heart that she ended up uh, doing things thinking that, oh, this is the best for my grandkid. And she ended up basically ruining his life. Obviously, the dad plays a part into it because the dad was like, okay, well, I have now a new wife. Everything was very quick. I have now a new wife. Now I have a new kid. So basically, fuck my 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 first child and, you know, let grandma deal with him. But grandparents cannot be parents, and especially with somebody who has mental issues and, you know, just lost a, a parent. So it's, if she would have said something, 
the reason why I'm doing this, the reason why I'm so overprotective, the reason why I'm doing all the things that I'm doing for him is because this, that, and the other, then we would have understood that, although it's understood that underneath her actions was the pain of losing her own child, therefore she felt like she needed to kind of uh, solve the issue of, you know, one of her kids dying and then the grandkid was motherless, but it wasn't her position to do that. It wasn't her, it was her choice, but it wasn't her duty. It was the father's duty. So there's this silence of my aunt, who is the oldest of the the four of them, because the, the youngest was the one who passed away. The oldest knew more information. So there was a lot of like, well, let's go to the kitchen and talk. And then my father would, wouldn't be aware of what was going on. Not, but and it you shouldn't have to tell everybody your business. But what I'm saying is that when it's affecting the core of the family, then we need to have a conversation. And when you begin to silence yourself with information that is key to us understanding what the dynamics are and what's going on, and can we all work together towards the same goal, which is to make this kid that now it's he he's an adult, uh, to to live his best life and be able to you know eventually move on and, and, and be independent and, and you know, have the, the support system that's needed. Instead of that happening, what happened was that everybody was isolated and um, the, the, the only people who knew kind of the whole story were my grandma and my aunt. And this is not to pass, pass judgment on them because I, I cannot understand losing a child. And I do understand that um, sometimes we operate from pain. You can listen to the podcast. You, we sometimes operate from pain. We're unconsciously trying to seek something that, you know, we, we're never, remember Eckhart Tolle says, uh, we're never upset for the reason we think. So it's kind of like you're doing things for one th- reason, but they're underneath, there's something else. And either you know it or you don't, but either way, there's something brewing underneath the surface. And we should never pass judgment on people who, on anybody, honestly, you know, but had she not been in this state of, you know, I have to keep quiet and just do my own thing, it wouldn't have affected the whole family like it did. Uh, and I'm not talking about my nuclear family per se, so my mom, my dad, my brother and me. I'm talking about my dad's family, which is basically the sisters, my 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 great aunts and my my uncles and, and this whole shebang. And it ended up basically um, tearing my grandma apart. And she, as, uh, the way she is, she was never going to accept that. Um, she would rather sacrifice herself until she dies before she says anything and just to make sure that there's the illusion that she did something good. Anyway, so yes, you don't have to tell anybody your business, but if you are keeping secrets away from yourself, which means that you're not acknowledging what's happening or you're not open to finding out why things are happening or why you're behaving a certain way or why you're reacting a certain way or why this and that and the other, then you are keeping secrets from yourself and you're only doing yourself a a disservice. So let's continue. We let our world become narrow 
and we convince ourselves that we cannot be anything but who we were told we were. It's not a matter of having the keys to the cell. It's about choosing to open the cell and be free from the self-imposed prison we have created. So why do we keep punishing ourselves? Dr. Eager continues, when we don't allow ourselves to grieve our losses, wounds, and disappointment, we are doomed to, to keep reliving them. So again, easy but hard. Go through the pain, not around it. And yes, it sounds simple, but it's tough to make that choice because deep down, there's a part of us that know that we have to go through pain that we already went through one time and it's still unresolved and we don't want to go through it again. So we would rather live in discomfort than go through it 100% one last time so we can leave that behind, so we can just accept that it happened, whatever that it, it means for you, and then we can just move through it and move on. So... Uh, Dr. Eager says, freedom is learning to embrace what happened. Freedom, mean, freedom means we muster the courage to dismantle the prison brick by brick. So healing, whether you do it with a book or in therapy or by yourself, you have to give yourself that space to feel, not to think. We know our story. We know what we went through. We understand our past to some extent, and even then we have forgotten or have chosen to hide some parts of ourselves. What is asked of you is not to retell your story as the adult. It is to relive it and feel it as the child. The adult you guides the child you to walk through that journey, and this time you will be giving yourself the opportunity to speak and feel that pain. You are giving yourself the chance to do what you couldn't do when you were younger. Healing that inner child will help you break those generational patterns, and that will help you, the adult, to let go. Dr. Eager continues, Bad things, I am afraid, happen to everyone. This can, we can't change. If you look at your birth certificate, does it say life will be easy? It doesn't. But so many of us remain stuck in a trauma or grief, unable to experience our lives fully. This we can change. So before I continue, I want to just share with you what happened to me yesterday. I was doing some stuff and editing, um, you know, I, I I write the episodes in advance, except when I, when I do some free flow. But usually when it comes to this, I try to write it down. Um, I, I read the book, get a bunch of, you know, passages and quotes, put them in Word, leave them alone, come back and, and you know, create the episode. And sometimes I have to let my mind kind of bounce around ideas to see where this is going or if there's, you know, something else that may come up in my mind. And then I come back and I write. I, that's that's basically the flow for me. And e even if, you know, I feel like, okay, now I'm going to go do this, but obviously I have stuff to do at home. So let's say I start cleaning. And um, once I, I was cleaning yesterday and all of a sudden thoughts about my past came up, you know, um, when it comes regarding to my childhood and how hard it is for us to really kind of 
accept what happened and kind of like grasp the concept of pain as a child. Because remember, we didn't ask to come here. As in me, Alejandra, never, I never knocked on anybody's door and, and said, hey, by the way, can you get pregnant so I can come into the world? Now, if we're talking on a soul level, that's different because I do believe that my soul made the choice to come and learn something, right? But me as, as just a human, I'm like, I, I cannot imagine, I cannot fathom going through that again as a child because when you're a child and you are surrounded by violence constantly and you you it kind of there's a part of you that just shuts down and then the other part of you kind of activates of okay this is a dangerous place and I have to survive and I think that it doesn't matter if your childhood looks like mine, because not everybody experiences uh, physical violence when they're young, or um, usually it's emotional violence or um, some sort of mental, psychological violence that we experience. But all in all, you know, we don't understand. Like That's the reality. I, I, as an adult, now I understand on, on a greater scale because I have the knowledge. But when I was a child, I, 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 I couldn't understand. I mean, the way you communicate that to yourself, sometimes you shut it down. But the way you communicate what's happening to yourself is that my mom is bad. My dad is kind of good to me. And then this is a, this is where I don't want to be, you know. I, I if this is how it is, then that's that's kind of when when the the thoughts start to come up. Like, what if I were to kill myself? What if I were? I remember having very clear thoughts of me wanting to stab my mom to death because I couldn't. It was there. It was too much, and I was a very sensitive kid. So for me, it was too much to have to deal with that and I, I still to this day I I know that in the past have said that if it weren't for music I don't think I would have survived but honestly I don't know how I survived because I was so close so many times uh, to either escape my home and God knows where I would have you know end up or uh, killing myself or killing my mom and it's it's just tough to now as an adult be like how can I you know, merge this, these multiple levels of, okay, yes, they were unconscious and they didn't know and they were doing the best they could with what they had. And, you know, uh, it wasn't that they didn't love me. It was just that they didn't know how. So that's one level. And then the other one is like, yeah, but how dare they, you know, be so unconscious because, again, understanding doesn't mean justifying, but to have two kids and then both of them put them through the ringer and then you know ask the world of them you know and the other one is like man like really it sucks that I was a child and they had to go through that and you know it sucks that your inner child is so broken that sometimes they want revenge and what a 12 year old thinking 13 year old thinking that it's not healthy but that's just how the environment kind of shapes you and that's choices you have to make. And even if I would have been a child and would have done any of the choices I just said, I would have had to pay for the consequences because, yes, it was a tough choice to make, but it was a cho my choice. 
And so how do you marry all of those? And then you ask for me, you ask of me to forgive and potentially forget, not forget as in it didn't happen. It's just that it's not as painful anymore. But through all of that, I understand how hard it is for us to make the, the, the choice to say, okay, now I have to go through all of that again. And not only that, but there's no guarantee that it's going to go away that week. Because I started this journey uh 2020 was the pandemic, I think a couple of years prior or a year prior. And it's it, this is 2022 and I'm still dealing with the remnants of it. Now, is it as painful as it was? No, but there is a, there is a sadness in me that still lives because of what I experienced, because of how, you know, I lived my life with these triggers of, if I look at myself in the mirror and I am not the idea of what my mom told me I should be, then I should just basically spit on the mirror because it's unacceptable. So I have to deal with that as well. And there's a lot we have to deal with. And the only way to actually get past it is to go through it. We cannot not cry for it because of it. We cannot not feel sad or angry. Sometimes you just want to punch a wall. I understand I understand violence. I, I grew up with it. I marinated in it. So I clearly understand violence. And it's very hard sometimes to choose not to be violent. So that's why when I see somebody that's violent, I understand where it's coming from. It manifests as violence because there, there, there's a way you want to communicate your frustration. But that doesn't mean that's the right choice. So there's, a, there's like a whole 360 thing that's happening constantly. But at the end of everything... We have to understand that if we don't deal with it, we're going to be imprisoned in our minds. And that's just how it is. There's no way around it. So is healing easy? No, absolutely not. It's painful. It sucks. It really does. It sucks not because um, you're going to get to, you, you know, once you cross the bridge, things are a little less heavy. It sucks because... You didn't ask for this. And I can understand when people, some people may say, why? Like, why did it happen to me? We don't know, but it happened. And it it's kind of like a sucky answer, but it's just, it's again, that's just how it is. And once we can come to terms with acceptance, we'll come to terms with that, it happened, then we can build instead of keep on trying to dig deeper on just rotten soil I, I i don't know how to describe it so but i do know is that when you get on the path it's gonna be less heavy instead of it's gonna go away i think it's gonna be less heavy because once you're in the path you're on the journey it's hard to go back and close the door because it feels like your inner child has been waiting for this moment and it knows deep down peace will be, eventually you'll get peaceful moments. It, eventually it won't be as hard. It won't be as heavy. You won't have to carry all of that. Okay, let's continue because this, this is a good quote too. Suffering is universal, but victimhood is optional. There is a difference between victimization and victimhood. One comes from the outside and the other from the inside. So I was victimized by many people, and I'm pretty sure you were too. But 
if we choose to not let that define us, then we can we are working towards something else. So regardless of what happened, we know they have no power over us anymore. Because they did. If you listen to the podcast, the podcast, you know that in the beginning, they did. They had a lot of power. Every single choice I made was standing on the foundation of everybody else. What they thought, what their, their, their opinions were of me, and getting approval constantly. So it's a choice we make, unconsciously, to be victims in our minds and act that uh, act that thought out because we hold on to the pain even if we deny it. If, if, if we have not dealt with something, it's still living in us. Forgiving those who hurt us is not an easy task. Yet again, we must remember that forgiving is not the same as supporting or co-signing what they did. Whoever hurt you in the past is not getting a get-out-of-jail-free card. By forgiving them, you're letting them go from your mind, your energy, your surroundings, so you can begin healing and dealing with the pain they left behind. No one should have the power to live rent-free in your mind. Deal with what they did and left behind, not with them. And even if you were to deal with them, let's say, get into an argument, fight, or you still have to deal with the pain. So do not waste your time letting them hijack your peace and healing. Let them be. Let go and let God, as I've said before. Whether you believe in a higher power or not, it means to not waste your time trying to impose justice. Invest your time and energy in the most valuable being in your life, you. Dr. Eager continues, Things in my life are pretty hard, hard right now, but I have no right to complain. If we discount our pain or punish ourselves for feeling lost or isolated about the challenges in our lives, however insignificant these challenges may seem to someone else, then we're still choosing to be victims. So there is a fine line that uh, that, that comes with uh, be, being a victim. So if we indulge in our pain and um, and we discount it, so if, if we go extremes, we are a victim. So it's the martyr or somebody who just basically relishes on the idea of, of their pain and Uses their, uses their pain as a, as a weapon. So just acknowledging what's happening. And I know that nowadays it's kind of like because of social media, we are all kind of aware of everybody's story. So if some people have gone through very difficult things in their lives and they share it and then somebody else may see that and say oh well I didn't go through that and we just you know try not to um, acknowledge our experience because the one of the reasons I love the book The Choice is because even though she went through Auschwitz she still validates my story because we're all coming to the same place. We all experience pain, different ways, they, they manifest differently, different circumstances, because we cannot go through the same thing, right? There, there's like 
different experiences, but it doesn't mean that because you didn't go to, you know, you, you were not in a concentration camp, that doesn't mean that your pain is not valid. But it does mean that we get to choose how whatever happened define us. And is it going to be tougher for some people? According to me, according to my experience, sure. Obviously, being um, in Auschwitz, I didn't go there, but I can assume that it's going to be tougher for somebody to heal from that than from what what I went through. And I went through some pretty rough stuff for being a kid, like what it was, what happened to me. But that doesn't mean that the next person that didn't go through a concentration camp or a violent household and, you know, it's mid or upper class, let's say, and with a good marriage, you know, they experienced their parents having a good marriage. That doesn't mean that they didn't experience pain. It doesn't matter what happened. What matters is how your experience was and how you're going to deal with that. So we need to stop comparing pain. And I think that's important because we then internalize that, oh, because I have to go through rougher stuff for it to actually affect me. No, anything can affect you. It's not about it. It's about your experience. So let's see. So Dr. Eager continues, the little upsets in our lives are emblematic of the larger losses. The seemingly insignificant worries are representative of greater pain. So she talks about having two patients. One of them was a woman who uh, had a daughter and had a very serious medical condition. And uh, basically the woman had to go through her daughter's illness until she passed away. And it was very tough on her. And obviously she would come to a session and and just be destroyed by the loss and then she puts another woman who uh was upper upper class and she remembers that she sat down and she started crying because the the car I don't know if it was like a BMW or a Lamborghini the color the shade that they um the dealer sent to her house was the wrong shade Okay, obviously, if you want to be like, oh, well, you know, what do you have to complain about? Blah, 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 you know, you have everything. Yeah, sure. But she says that it manifested in that car not being the same shade that she wanted, her lack of control over her household. So it, it's not about the car. It's not about it. It's about you. Does it seem to be a little bit on the surface? Sure. But it doesn't mean that we should discount her pain. It has nothing to do with the car. And I've said this before, you know, me crying about a pen breaking, it's not about it. It's about something deeper. It's just that the tip of the iceberg, whatever triggered me, is what's pointing towards something else. So... Again, I'm not upset for the reason I think. 
And one of the biggest acts of love you can do for yourself is to get to know yourself. And once you get to know your pain, you will feel empowered because you will at least know where your behavior comes from. It will no longer control you. You will be able to let go of who you are not and let life manifest through you. So the next time you see someone and they are crying because of something that you deem not necessarily important or how some people say it's not that deep. But it's not about that. There's a lot of stories now that have come out of people, you know, fighting in parking lots or, you know, fast food. The, the fries were cold and people are dying. And, you know, somebody gets shot because they didn't like, they complained about their meal at Wendy's or at McDonald's. It's not about the meal. It's not about you complaining. There's something happening within me that's different, that's brewing. And I just, I'm just using the world to kind of point at it, set it off so I can just blow up and go kill someone. So it's not about it. It's, it has never been about it. It's about you and what's happening inside of you. Because if you let, and we all do, if you let the outside world control how you react, then you have lost the battle. But if you let the outside world be, and then you focus on your inner world, then you are still fighting the good fight. That's what I believe. And it's not a matter of you're healing on a straight line. Oh, okay, so I already felt the pain of my mom or I already felt the pain of my dad not loving me, blah, blah, blah. Why am I still sad? It's it's a lot to uncover. That's why I say your, your goal shouldn't be being a healed human because we don't know what that means. What your goal should be is just to get to know the parts of you that you've been suppressing for so long so that when we let, like when I talked about my father, how I described him as the pressure cooker, if we just let a little bit of that hot air out, it's going to feel less heavy. And if we do that a bunch of times, and we don't know how many times we have to do it, but if we just keep doing, if we trust the process, then we are going to eventually feel like it's not that heavy anymore. It's not that deep. It's not that sad. It's not that this and that. It's just going to lift the burden a little bit. So that's the introduction. And uh, I'll see you guys next week. Again, remember to subscribe and share the podcast. And with that, I say bye.